And welcome back to the Metal Hand of God podcast. I am your host, Wayne. And you know this gentleman that's way far away. I'm the rum guy. And today, we have a very special guest today. He is, I, could, I should say he is probably... He's very has, busy. He has the best hair I've ever seen in my life. And <laughs> his name his name is Merv Douglas. Hello, Merv. How you doing? Hello, Wayne. This is Merv Douglas calling from Merv Douglas's house. How are you today? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> you you did it, so I have to do it, right? You have to. Like you gotta you gotta do that. You gotta do that. You gotta do that. Yeah. Fake ass radio voice that I do. It's <laughs> <laughs> but but man, you are freaking you are busy. You, you are, are a busy. I dude, swear man. you gotta be one of the busiest musicians on the west coast you are in everything man and just must... roll go dude just so much money oh my god what am i gonna do with all this money? <laughs> i don't know i don't know maybe you should just make a house out of the money Ooh. i was thinking like using it as toilet paper you know i know but yeah, yeah. But, yeah. Uh, some of it could be yeah. shitty money i guess you know you get rid of it yeah, yeah but then you gotta pass it off to other people eventually <laughs> and it's, just, it's just so silly I mean, when when your when your grandkids' grandkids' swimming pool is already paid for, I mean, what do you what do you do? You know? <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> what do you do next? You know, what do I do next? Yeah. Oh, like, after after all that money? Yeah, like what do you do after you pay for that pool? Like, it's amazing. Like you could go and well, well for those who don't for those who don't know, uh, Mr. Douglas here, he is a uh, bass player. He's a musician. Yes. He is in so many things. He's he's uh he's worked worked with and working with uh Power Man 5000. Please let me know if I get any of this wrong. Lords okay. of Acid. Yeah. Um uh the Kidney Thieves? Yeah, Kidney Thieves. Revolting uh, Cox. Yeah. They had a lot of for the live show, they had like all this wireless stuff and you can control your own in-ear mix from the stage. It's like, I want more kick drum. I'm just going to walk over here and turn this knob myself. Without asking this. <laughs> and you have uh, that sound uh, guy. a band of your own. It's, a, it's an amazing band, by the way. I checked it out. Uh, and if I get this wrong, please let me know. Diamonds in Scratch? Yeah, that's a, that's a kind of an electro pop dance thing I did where it was me and, and Sandra D. And it's like so male and female singers in the same kind of uh, pop project right so traditionally you have like the female singer doing you know the choruses and they're really pretty right. then the male singer is pitbull you know rapping. right right well, right we sort of reversed that you know where the female singer is doing like she's she was sort of a sing really fast singer almost like she was rapping right? right um and she had lots of attitude and it was fun and so she would do the verses and then and then she would be the tough one and then i would come in on the chorus as singing as pretty as i could you know <laughs> Uh, well, you have a great voice, by the way. You know, I'd be the desperate one in the song, and she'd be the empowered one in the song, you know. And then, then now I notice, now we're suddenly, this was years ago we, we started doing this, now I suddenly notice we're living in the age of female empowerment. You see it in every Disney movie. You see it in every, all them, every it's all female heroes, and, you know, sure. Star Wars is like, you know, empowered and, female, yes. basically for no reason, you know. Yes, agreed. <laughs> <laughs> agreed. Which is, which is great. But uh, I'm going to have to say, I'm going to take a, the tiniest bit of um, social credit for that. You know? <laughs> there you go. You can take that. Yeah, you started it. You started it, man. That's what it was. Well, it, well what it just... is, it's like, you you know, you, you my, my band, no, no one's ever, my band's never been signed to a major record label or anything like that. We, you know, we've toured a little bit on our own, but nothing big and packed full of money, you know. So, like, I think what happens to every band is they get the opportunity 
to be seen by everyone and every if you think the president of the Capitol Records hasn't seen your band, think again. He has, and he simply said no. Or he said, that's a good idea, right? That's a good idea, but I already have five other bands that I've invested millions of dollars in. I'm going to take your idea and hand it to them. Right. I think that's uh, really the way it works, you know? It is. Yeah. It really is. I'm, sh- I'm pretty fucking sure that's what happens, dude. Like, people will send in all their stuff and go, man, this is really cool. Let's do this with this band, though, since we already got the yeah, money into I mean, those guys. Well, how, how long have you been in the mix of this, man? You've been you've been out in California. So you were born out there. You're in Los Angeles, right? Yes, born and raised. And, and now you're uh, somewhere around Van Nuys. I live in Van Nuys. Yeah, that's you. My God, you're good at this. Hey, man. <laughs> we do our so, research. Uh, <laughs> we try. We try. Uh, so, but but how long you've been in the music thing, though? I mean, what 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 started that for? I know you've probably been asked that question a million times, but I don't want to I don't want to get too involved with it because I know you like you like I said you've probably been asked it a million times, but I mean, what what brought that out in you? What um, was it? Just the LA scene that that really that decided, hey, I'm going to be a musician, or what was that? The story of like getting into the music scene isn't as fun as like the music itself, right? Like, I think that um, you know, I was 13. I played acoustic guitar. I learned. I was recording on my own with a little four track recorder or a little. I had a, one of those double tape deck uh, karaoke machines. Yeah. Those old, oh yeah. Along to my dad, and so I would bounce back and forth tracks, and I had a little drum machine, and I would you know, bounce it back and forth, back and forth, back and forth until I had kit drum, drums, guitars, vocals. And then I had went and bought a bass because I had to have bass. Sure. Nobody in my high school played bass. So <laughs> nobody, they, nobody ever bass played player, bass. They came to me. And then there was, there was actually another band I joined as a guitar player. And I was like, yeah, finally I got to play guitar in a band and the bass player sucked. So I was like showing her like, no, this is how you do it. No, you're doing it wrong. Let me, let me, let me fix this for you. Right. And then, uh, the next day, when I came to practice, she was fired, and they're like, "Merv, we need you to play bass." So, <laughs> you were I like, that is, "You were like, saying the, the the world, the universe doesn't need any more guitar players." Is basically what that's <laughs> I can see your face, man. I can see your face. You're like, "Yeah, I get to play guitar." You come in, no, I don't get to play guitar. What the fuck? Bass is always the uh, is always the instrument that the band looks for. Always the bass. I mean, that's why I started yeah. playing bass. And I was yeah. like, "Well, I figured I'm going to start playing bass because then I'm going to have a band." You know, but that's, that's what's going to work. More interesting than than how a person gets into the music business is because they're they're lazy and they don't want to get a real job. That's the reason, right? But <laughs> the truth the truth about it is, um, you know, it's it's not that whether you're in the business or not. It's how right. it's if you're actually worth listening to or worth looking at. You know, and uh, I think that that comes from a very 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 dark and dangerous and scary place. You know, I think sure. that um, any any like if I said to you, let me let me tell you the same story I tell all my clients when I'm when I record and produce people mm-hmm. um and this this is going to get really dark for a second so per, you know put on your oh, ooh, let's okay. do it all right you're you know your flat get out your flashlights and be ready for a scary story <laughs> um so like if you if i told you let's say you're my client now or you're a singer and you sing mm-hmm. perfectly every note you hit you have a smile and you sound like a disney singer and you're perfect right mm-hmm. um you may or may not actually have a sound of your own. You might just sound like a singer who can hit a note. And you might think you might be thinking you've accomplished singer-ish, dumb, right? Right. Singer dumb. But you, the truth is you haven't accomplished anything of value that has any personality of your own. And where personality comes from is if I said, hey, look, let's write a song about ice cream, right? You'd be right. looking at going, that is going to be a stupid song. And and the reason it's stupid, if, if we really break it down, it's because... Ice cream is on the bright side of life. It's all the way a hundred thousand percent to that side, right? Now think about that. What is sure. the bright side? The dark side. Nothing. 
nothing, right? If, if on the other hand, I told you, write a song about ice cream after your house just burned down or something much, much worse and much more dark that happened to you, or, you know, like you, your, your imagination can go where it will. Now, if, yeah. if, if, if your house just burned down and, and then you go have some ice cream, you can literally write a line that is also as stupid as the subject matter of ice cream in the song, like the ice cream saved my life. But because you just experienced a, a terrible tragedy, you know, you, you now have the ability to emote about something as dumb as ice cream and, and sell it. Right. And, and, and do it to star. And that's because you have this dark side and you understand the, the light is ice cream. The dark is the house burning down. That's that's the size of your perspective now, the, the size of your ability to tell a story, the size of your ability to make art, the size of your ability to emote and, and, and create, you know, and the darker the dark, the bigger your perspective. Right. That's true. Very so, true. And n- none of that is worth anything. And and here's here's the here's the thing. I get on stage. I don't know if you guys have seen me, right? Yes. I, I do my hair and I, I have this big bright colored afro, which is embarrassing, right? And I ha- I spike it up in a way that nobody else does. You know how I know nobody else does it? Because it's embarrassing. And I dress in these crazy clothes and I I do these weird robot moves on stage and and I stand in positions that make my knees hurt and I'm and I'm embarrassed while I'm doing it. And that's my bar. That's the bar for knowing if it's worth, maybe worth watching. Is are you embarrassed? Are you in pain? Good. Maybe you're worth looking at. Your job as a musician is not to be happy and satisfied and enjoy the smell of your own farts on stage in your favorite Metallica <laughs> t-shirt and baggy jeans. Your job is to perform. Your job is to work. You know. And so if you're doing that, you're not happy. It's the audience who's happy. You're embarrassed, so the audience doesn't have to be. They're paying to see you to do that crap. You know, and that's what's missing in music nowadays. No one's willing. That's why rock is dead. It's not dangerous anymore. Everyone's wearing the same black clothes. Everyone's bring has that's, the same heart tone. You they're writing it. The same, they're writing about the same subject matter. It's all it's, it's a fight song about how tough you are. It's stupid. Yes. It's not dangerous. It's so fun. No one's doing anything different because nobody wants to be embarrassed. Nobody wants to get in shape and lose weight. Nobody wants to do the hard work it takes to actually expose yourself in the dark side you may or may not actually have. If you don't have a dark side, go find another job. You know. That's great. Hey, man, that's how I, I think choir. that's the part that I, I think is more interesting than, than you know, how I got into the music business. You know, you know what, man? That, that brings... well, that, that's that's, that's, a, that's the, the philosophy you need. That yeah. is absolutely right. We've, we've had conversations about Dude. this before, and, uh, and it, you're absolutely right when you say that it, you, need, you need to have a little bit of uh, – you need, you need to feel the pain. If you don't feel the pain, you, you can't yeah. express yourself. Yeah. And, you can't. And, you know, and, 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 it's, and the expression – in what a lot is that is out there right now is uh, it's weak. Yeah, and it, it's, very it, you know? it's very As shallow. It's very shallow, man. The the best music is EDM and and, and mumble rap and and uh, dance electronic and maybe even country because that all of that stuff is modern and real and they're they're making sounds that are different. You know right. that we make they're making sounds that we make fun of and you know what they're making lots of money doing it. They are they're absolutely right. You know, look at the that, EDM festivals. They they they're they're selling out. It looks like freaking every time there's an EDM festival, it's like the 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 audience to Live Aid. There are so many freaking people <laughs> there. It's insane. Yeah, I don't know, man. I you know what I also think too is is you can these uh, bands that are coming back, which I which don't get me wrong, I I love a lot of them. You know. Uh, but they're charging these fucking ridiculous prices for tickets. And it's like, guys, you're playing the same shit you played when you were fucking 25 years old. You're now 80 and you're coming back and you're charging me five hundred dollars to go see you. I'm like, right. No, 
you're not in your prime. You're not exciting. You you know, I'm gonna I could put you know a concert video of you from the you know the seventies and watch you play your music and enjoy that more than me paying so much of money to go see you and have a shitty show. Listen to what you just said, man. Listen to what you just said. You just said a musician makes better music when they're poor. You're right. They do. When happy, when they're unsatisfied with life, that's when the music is good, right? You're Listen right. Listen to what that's you the, just said. That's the pain. <laughs> it's so true, though. You're right. Because yeah, you're hungry for it. You're hungry for it. You want and it. a lot of times, yeah, I, I, I agree with that a little bit. I mean, it's, it's crazy. Charging $500, that's just the laws of supply and demand, man. That's a, Yeah, I know. <laughs> that's true. That's a much boring well, well, What do you think? I was, that's something that was on my, um, in my mind I was going to ask you, uh, since we're going on this, on this route here, on this little journey with, with this, the philosophy of what we're talking about. Yes, uh, the journey. The, um, the, the music now, and excluding what you're doing, which is high energy, it is really awesome. Uh, it, it, I, I really dig. I, I was, I was listening. What was that one? It's one of the damn songs you were playing. Oh my gosh, what is it? Uh, oh my god. Songs or? Oh, uh, Heart of Stone. That was the song I just listened to. Heart of Stone. <laughs> that you. was a really cool song. I really, really dug that song, and it had a lot of feeling in it, and it was very cool. Um, but but going back, going back from that now, uh, the 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 sounds that that uh, that we had. 20 years ago let's even let's even go back even 20 let's even go back from the 80s i know the 70s there was a lot of a lot of noise coming from the 70s a lot of foundation was built in the 70s uh you got into the 80s you 80s was great you were starting to get that that electronic sound that was the years of all those new sounds everything was coming out everything was new uh i mean synth was just coming it was being born Born, in the 80s really i mean everything that was coming through so uh do you think I don't know how to put it. Do you think uh, we're going to see artists uh, that you, any art that 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 you're seeing out there? I'm excluding you guys. Anybody else out there that you guys are seeing or that you're working with that you go, holy cow, they are going to make such an impact on 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 somebody fifteen years from now, twenty years from now. This this music is going to carry through. Is it is it is it going to still resonate? Is what I'm trying to say. The artists that are that are going to do that, you already know their names, like The Weeknd, you know? Okay. Like Rihanna or, you know, they're not even that new even. Um, there's not a lot of new stuff coming out. Uh, definitely not a lot of independent new stuff coming out. There's a lot of breaks being pushed, been pumped by okay. the larger uh, networks or the larger, uh, what is, Clear, Clearcat, Clear, I forget the name Clearwater of Clearwater or not Clearwater? No, uh, clear, uh, Clearcast or some shit like that. Uh, cumulus. Cumulus Broadcasting. Yeah, Cumulus. The whole, whole broadcasting is, like, I'm surprised you guys are, are, are able to do this online broadcast with no problems because they're, they're really cracking down on ownership of the world. And you do something sure. and you don't pay them for it and then they shut you down. That, that's been happening. To, I have friends who – I have a couple of friends who run uh, small-time inter- home internet – home-run internet radio stations. Sure. And they're like, and they pay their dues. They pay for the songs they play and they, you know, they pay their, every, their yearly fees right. or whatever. And they're still being shut down, and it's it's really uh, illegal to shut these people down. But it's like it's like it's like what Microsoft does, right? If I start inventing something remotely technologically based, they send a cease and desist and bury me in legal paperwork that I can't afford to compete with. Right. So exactly. shut down, you know. And if I if I had the hundreds of thousands of dollars in lawyers 
to fight for me, then I'd win the freaking court case, but I don't. So, you know, <laughs> well, that's, that's, I, I don't, trust me, man. We've counted our days. Yeah, we're, dude. We're, look, we're, we we've been doing this. <laughs> we've been doing this for eight years, and we're like, okay, you know what? Bring it on, guys. Y'all want to give me? I, you can try to shut me down. I mean, it's whatever. I'll keep going. I'll take the suits. You know, I don't give a shit. That really is the magic of, of your radio station and what you're doing right now. Like, you guys are really fighting a difficult uphill battle, and, and you're fighting the good fight. And I, I can tell you, man, I, of all of all things, that's the one thing I appreciate. You know, like that you're doing it for music, and yep, that's it. You know, you're talking to a musician who lives on music, so. Yeah, it's just me. What you're doing means the world to me personally. Oh, dude, thanks, you know? man. We appreciate that. We, no doubt, we really do, and and we live and breathe it. I mean, it's 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 been our thing. We've both been in bands. Yeah, we've both, we've both been, been in bands for years, and uh, it's uh, it's hard. Uh, we we really uh, in our in our communities, and and we've really tried to push this uh, internationally. Really, with all the countries that we're broadcasting now. Yeah, uh, a lot. That that the 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 power of uh, the music that is in your local communities and the musicians, any artist, the art that is in your communities, you 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 need to help that community because without it, I mean, there there's no life anymore. And in, in, you know, it's 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 that life that you need to spread around and not so much hate. You know. Oh, I totally yeah. agree. I mean, it's sort of like it's I I'm I'm almost starting to feel like we don't have much of a choice. Like you're saying, we need to support that community. But we don't really care about that community because it's really not that good to begin with. And, you know, it's so much easier just to sit home and Netflix and chill or, or get your entertainment elsewhere. You know? It is. But why? If, if it's if it's that much easier, why? You know, it, if it's easy, half the time it's not worth doing. Do something hard. Get your hands dirty and get out there and do it. There's always a musician. There's always an artist out there that you can actually, you know, that that you're going to find something that speaks to you. Well, get yeah. behind that person. Help yes. them out. Be like, all right, dude. Yeah. Hey, you're a painter. Hey, well, I know somebody's got a gallery. Let's and, see if we can talk to them. And, you know, that's, you one know of the, and that's one of the reasons we do what we do. I mean, we, like, in our local scenes, you know, Rum's, uh, Rum's scene's a little different because he lives on an island. And, you know, me, I live, uh, right, 10 minutes outside of New Orleans. So, like our scene is huge. Like I have so many bands to to talk to and all local and stuff. So that and that's another reason why um, I do. And I, <clears throat> I and book I'm all, fucking Gilligan. Yeah, you're Gilligan, and uh, that's another reason why I, I I actually book shows at a little venue out here, and you know I help bands get their shows together and promote them and do things just just because I love music. I love being involved in that stuff, and if I can't do it as uh the capacity i was doing it in as a band i'm i want to do it in another way and you know this show helps them and me booking them at, at the venue that i book at helps them you know I, i'm all for it i want the community to grow i don't want it to be stagnant you know in one side it's it do you really want the community to grow do you actually at all costs yeah are you ready for that happened because i can tell you what, what used to happen in the 70s 80s and 90s 60s 70s 80s 90s was all reckless disregard and debauchery it was it was sex drugs and rock mm. and roll oh yeah we don't you know sex is like a big you know you're not allowed to hit on men aren't really allowed to hit on women anymore without getting you know some <laughs> sort of legal charge hey, that's drugs that's a big no-no rock and yeah. roll flush down the toilet right with it i mean if you're willing to create a drug scene you'll create a successful music scene so you're, the question is you're right you know if well, you don't want to create a scene you better be really creative you better be really good 
And that that literally is what we're up against. And I hate to put it that way, but that's the reality of it. You know, that is, that is true. I mean, that's the, this, that's the reason why the scene was so successful back in the day. Oh, yeah, it for really sure. Was. It, and it, it has gotten harder. It has definitely gotten harder. But I think maybe the I don't know, the, 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 the sex angle, maybe it's changed up a bit. The drugs have changed. They come in bottles now, not so much smoking it. Right. Yeah. I don't know. So, I mean, I, I guess you, it's just a different role with the times. Before well, the, it was... Promoters, and here's, here's, here, am I, here I am I'm spilling a little poison into the world by saying this, but, you know, you, you, the guys who want to create a drug scene are the guys who want drugs. Are like, how are we going to get the drugs? Well, we got to get the money to get the drugs. How are we going to get the money? We're going to have a club and have a rock band, and we're going to create a big scene, and then I'll get the money. I'll be able to buy my cocaine, and I'll be able to snort cocaine all, my, all day. That's sure. driving force. Is that your driving force? You know what I mean? No. Uh, that's true. Not a long me. time ago, it was my driving force. <laughs> I, I, I am the guy that, uh, you know, I was straight edge in high school, and I, I, I started to drink when I turned 30, and uh, I stopped drinking since. And so, you know, I don't, I've never, I smoked weed five times my entire life and I've never done anything else. So I'm kind of not that dude. Like I don't do that kind of stuff. Okay. Well, well, I go by the rum guy. Right. I know. Dog. I know what you go by asshole. I'm yeah. just saying. <laughs> <laughs> and and we, we had so much green. I grew up in the middle of nowhere. So we had lots of green. Well, I mean, look, but, my dad was a, my dad was a hippie. We grew trees yeah. in the backyard. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I was around it all my life. So it didn't really, I didn't really care like yeah. I, I didn't well, give I mean, a shit the scene, you know the scene would, would even the areas where we grew up i mean wayne i uh my scene was completely different well uh, yeah we of were, course you know i was in steel town you know lots of steel mills uh so when you have that type of people with that type of money rolling around you had lots of clubs you had lots right. of bands you had lots of drugs you had it was it was the freaking 80s bro it was it, they were they were really it was it was the age of excess right you're right you know it was crazy, but that excess is gone now yep. because there's too much. There's just too much BS. It's too much. Yeah. Uh, the the political correctness police are out there, man, and and you just gotta yeah. be careful what you do. I mean, you really do because yeah. it could ruin everything that you've put forth by saying one stupid thing. That's true. Well, uh, you have to beat that, man. We got to be less afraid to. to I agree. Dude, well, I'm, I'm I'm too old. I'm too fucking old to, <laughs> to give a shit. Yeah, like to be honest, dude. I, like our tagline is "Nothing is sacred" because we, you know, no subject is sacred because because nothing is. We don't give a shit. And like, if people, you know, if they don't like our opinion, don't listen. We understand. But I find it uh, rather amazing how many people tune in so many times to listen <laughs> to this the the older way of thinking. It's not trying to be disrespectful. I, 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 have, I have respect for just about everybody. Same here. As long as they give me respect, I got respect for you. You know, you know what I mean? But it's just one of those things. But uh, I'm not going to change my entire way of thinking in, in five years because the world decided I should. <laughs> that just ain't going to happen. You know? Well, what about the like a modern 15-year-old kid you know, who's got a I've whole life exciting or, or not ahead of them? Right? Like, huh. what, how do you get them... That that's where the music scene is lacking right now. Fifteen to twenty-eight, yes. what, sixty to twenty-five, or eighteen to twenty-four, whatever sure. it is. That group, that's where it doesn't exist. They don't like. They don't want to listen to anything that's has a guitar in it. Yeah. They don't want to hear any chug chug, diddly diddly, or shang a lang. Do you but, know any guitar player who's willing to make his guitar sound like uh, specifically like only a keyboard and not, not even resemble <laughs> the sound of a guitar? I have. I, I know one guy. No. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, you're right. You, you you're know right. one guy, right? Uh, yeah. We need to know a hundred of those guys. We do. <laughs> we do. But I mean, the, the technology's out there to do it. He's great. I mean, he's uh, Tom. Tom's amazing. He he can make his guitar sound like any freaking thing. It was. Yeah. It, he's awesome. But uh, be like, we uh, need a group. We need a, a generation of guitar players who want to make their guitar sound not like a guitar, unrecognizable as a guitar. That's what we need. That's what the music industry needs. That's mm-hmm. all music in it. And and you know what? Let's let's be honest. The drummers can't be playing like rock drums either. They got to make it. They got to play modern sounding beats. Off, and the off singers, beats and yeah. Let, let's be honest. Rappers ain't going nowhere. So the singer's gonna be a rapper. <laughs> you know. Well, yeah, you're pretty <laughs> much right. True. True. You know, that's that, true. There, I just painted a pretty clear picture of your modern successful music, your modern successful band. Now, do you know anybody who's willing to do that? <laughs> uh, no, because. That's not what I mean. That's that you're right. I mean, that's what none of these guys want to do, and it's not gonna, it's not going to happen. Um, yeah. And what in even even the younger generation is not going to do it. <clears throat> um, what you were saying was, what do we think was you know what do I think is lacking besides you know the musical direction is uh, with these kids that are from the ages of like you know fifteen to eighteen, they don't get. Um, exposure to music like like what we did as a kid. Like when I grew up, I was listening to the Beatles and things like that as a child. And then uh, my first record that I wanted to buy on my own were bands like Iron Maiden and Metallica and, you know, things like that. These yeah. kids these days, they don't have that stuff like we did readily available. And, sure. yeah, and there's not t- the incentive to go to a there's no record store. Right, you right. You can't go to a record store and say, you know what, I want to listen to it, that. You're missing the experience anymore. There's there's nothing like that. It's just go to your computer and download it. Yes. You're right. You know, you know well, because isn't that the, theoretically better. I don't think it I don't is think so. because I think I think it's like having a it's because music's like a, to me it's like a religion. So it's like having a religion without the ceremony. You know, you don't you're you're missing part of it. You know, it's it's like cutting out the middleman. It's it's like walking into the church, having communion, and walking out the door instead of actually sitting down and, and figuring out what it's about. You know, it's one of those things. You're you're missing part of it. It's like buying a car online that you've never seen before, know nothing about, and then thinking it's going to be great and you're going to love it. You're, you're you're missing part of it a lot of times because for me, and again, we've talked about this in the past, but for me, it's always been the the. The uh, the a, the exploration, the journey of finding. Oh my God, I heard this song. What is this? Oh, I need to know who this is. Holy crap! What is this album? I need to do some research on this. Let me go and you know the the, the cover art, what the band's about, you know what the music is. And I I over researched bands. I always did. I always thought it was great to to be able to find a meaning into it. If that band gave me a meaning or or, or gave me a, an emotion. That that was like oh, this is great, this is awesome, this is more than just a really cool song, you know. Uh, a lot of times, you know, you'd find a band or find an album. It's like, oh, I like one song on it. But the 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 magic was when you found that album that you loved every damn song on that album, and it told you that story, and that became like it was like your anthem for like ever. That was that <laughs> yeah. one album, you know. So I, I think that part of of it is gone, and I think uh, I really think it, it it needs to come back in some aspect. Uh, to get a more of appreciation for even even in whatever the music scene is, whatever we're talking about, whether it be EDM or, or even even 
hip-hop when it came out when it when rap and hip-hop really became popular i mean it was still about going to the store looking at the album you know hearing the words you know getting the feel feeling the vibe where is it from you know what it's about listen to the lyrics it it there's more to it i feel and i i just feel that just slipping in a download sometimes it sometimes you're missing something i mean it's still good but i think you're just missing something can you imagine like a you know, the things just keep going the way they are. And there's, you know, like you're saying, the musical experience lacks depth and, and songs become more and more like each other. And, uh, you know, 21 Pilots is the only thing played on the radio. So, <laughs> now, right? Like in 100 years, you know, it'll be 21, 22 Pilots will be playing because they, they couldn't think of a different name. Right, it's right, right. Exactly the same song. And it's only one song. It's just the one song that plays in rotation. And, and everyone loves it. It's, it's called just, Still Heathens. Yeah, Still Heathens. Yeah. And so it's the same crap that didn't progress beyond 2019 or where, whenever they first came out. And, uh, yeah. and then everyone, everyone um, loses the uses there. Like we evolved and we lose the use of our pinky finger and our, our brains get really big and our eyes turn black and we start looking like the gray aliens that they all look alike. <laughs> and Wait, are, are, is this, this, this sounds like uh, are, are we, Wally. Are we running into, um, we're going to go charge Area 51. What's going on, guys? <laughs> oh man, that, that's going to be a. When is that supposed to happen? That's going to be a fiasco. September twenty first, I believe. No doubt, oh. that's going to be that poor kid is so going to get in jail. Oh yeah, he just did that for shits and giggles, and now everybody's going to go do this. It's going to be and, there, fucking... and the people were saying like if if it actually happens and someone gets hurt, he'll be he'll be charged with murder. Riot. Yeah. So. You should be allowed to incite a riot. It's America. Jeez. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> You know, you know, like the whole – every time we hear about gun issues on in, on the news, I'm like, wait a second, wait a second. The whole point – and we talk about gun issues because no one wants to get shot, right? No one right, wants right, anything right. to happen. The whole point of us having guns – and it's funny, politicians talking about us not having gun rights is, 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 is a true catch-22. Because the whole point of us having guns, the right to bear arms, is to defend against a corrupt government. Those government officials are the people we're supposed to fucking shoot. Right. You know? <laughs> we're supposed right. to kill those motherfuckers if we don't like what they're doing. That's the point. That's the whole it's goddamn it. point. <laughs> we're supposed to kill the government. That's the point. Right. And it's for us to overthrow. <laughs> and, and, you know, and the other thing is, you know, not one of them is actually supposed to get a paycheck. Right. That is true. Not That's really. Yeah. yeah, they're they're all supposed to be uh, they're all supposed to be uh, elected public servants. Public they're servants. Doing, you don't get anything. They're, they're, yeah, you don't you don't get a paycheck. You were supposed to get like supposed, we're supposed dinner. to be armed teeth, and they're supposed to be in their in their government official offices, shaking in their boots, what, peeing their pants, wondering if they're going to get shot today. That's their job. That's the right. only job they have, right? That's what they're getting paid for. If they get right. paid, or if they don't get paid, they have all the power in the world. Whatever they're supposed to be fearing for their life, uh, to the point where they make the right decisions for us. That's, that's the what point. George Washington did want to be president. He was like, "Fuck no, man! That's I don't want to get killed." Yeah. yeah. Yeah, man. No, nobody really wants to be in charge when, when, the, when you really, when you really are the one in charge for the right reasons. No one wants right. that. You know, that's what you call a religious hero. You know, that's a, that's how you get, cru- you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you know what they do to those people? They kill them. They crucify them. They martyr them. They, you know, yes. that's, how, that's what happens when. <laughs> oh Jeez. man. You know, guys. Yeah. You know, speaking of all this madness, we're gonna take a few minutes for this beautiful commercial break, and we'll be right back. Funko 
a brand new store. Amazing collectibles you need to check out. North Shore Pop Culture Collectibles, specializing in all things Funko. Funko. Pop culture. Buy, sell, or trade North Shore Pop Culture Collectibles is the place for serious collectors. And when they say specializing in all things Funko, they're not kidding. This inventory is massive. So much stuff! So many items at North Shore Pop Culture Collectibles. You never know what you're gonna find. You may find another gem you weren't even looking for. So don't forget to call or stop by North Shore Pop Culture Collectibles, specializing in all things Funko. Located at 1394 Corporate Square Boulevard, Slidell, Louisiana, 70458, or call 985-265-4279. Check them out! It's Funko! It's pop culture! You can't go wrong. Funko. Pop culture. Man, I feel like there's 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 like nothing right in the world right now, but it's it's always been this shitty. It's always been this shitty. Yeah, it really right? has Every, been this shitty. Politicians it, have always been pieces of shit. Leaders, this, le- world leaders have always been assholes, murderers. This raping. is always it's always the same story. No matter what the age is, no matter yeah. what generation, it doesn't matter. We all think it's different when it's our generation. It, right. It, it isn't. It's just we have new shit. We have we have different tangible items. Yes. We have different technology, but it's the same shitty problems. Over, it's always over, over, it's yeah. better. It's better now because you know we it's have better shitty problems. We have, we have internet. You know we have running water, so we're cleaner. Sure, it, and we're it, like you get you get the upsides. We can clean up the, the shitty problems. Of all the stuff, but then you get all the downsides of the stuff because you've but got it's, it's like bulk mail all the time. Internet uh, most of the time is. You know, it, it it's like a bulk mailer. It's like I got so much information, I don't know what to do with it. Oh, and then half of them are feeding you crap. <laughs> it's yeah, like, oh it's, my god, did you see this? Well, that's not true. Oh, really? Oh, okay. It says so on the internet. It's always been this shitty, and but we still have things a little better. Then arguably, we're just whining about the same old problems. Well, we are. We <laughs> are whining about the same old problems. At least back when it was just written word, you know, you could they had they had places for the shitty information. It was called the fiction section. Right. Now there's there's no differentiation between fiction and and the and the, the the biographies. I mean, you don't know what the hell's going on anymore. It's just you know, and then the problems now, are now still you... always money, love, and politics and shit. It's always the same shit. You know what I really like though is the internet. The internet is almost. Uh, people joke about you want to see some bullshit go on the internet, but like you know, you watch the the Fox News or whatever, or see whatever news C-SPAN, and if you've been watching YouTube, you you've got all the news already before they're talking about it. Yeah, and right. you're watching. No, no need to watch the news because you you know more than they they say things that are wrong outright, and they're like, oh shoot, we're just getting an update. This is actually this way instead of that, and you go, yeah, I knew that. <laughs> I, I saw YouTube this morning. You know, yeah. like yeah, can I can I have your job? Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> it's totally like it's totally like the internet does tell more truth than the traditional news does, you know. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I mean, in, in certain aspects, it does. And then there's the other ones that 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 it's the internet's the great the great medium for 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 planting the seeds of shittiness, though. Yes, it, yeah. I mean, it really is. is like no matter who it is, like it's like it turns all of a sudden. You can take it's like elementary school passing notes in class. 
to a new level. You know, it's like so and so did this, and then all of a sudden right. it gets it blown out of proportion, up. and then then all of a sudden the world is up against. There's a protest. Why are we protesting? I don't know. Everybody showed up. Yeah, let's do oh, it. Okay. Let's do it anyway. We hate everybody. <laughs> you well, know, it just it, turns into crap. Honest, you know, does that is have you ever been the victim of anything like that? Like, or is that just other people you've heard about? No, I've and, been a victim of shit. Really? Tell. Well, uh, what aspect are we talking about here? I've been. Uh, what are we talking about? Like identity theft and that sort of stuff. I've I've had that happen. Uh, really? I've been. Uh, oh yeah, my gosh, I had. You've uh, had it happen that, like three times in the last two years, I think. I've I've had almost a grand total of about eighty grand stolen from me. Yeah, identity That's theft. Terrible. Well, what about like like he said, she said stuff. Oh yeah, dude. Um, oh shit. Forever. Like for I mean I I can't even think of a specific thing, but it's happened. I know it has. Uh, that shit. That's I lost lost one fiance that way. Wow. Yeah. So I mean that that was a life changing experience. Yeah, for right. the best. Yeah. For the well, best. I, had, I mean, at the moment you probably didn't think so, but I believe your wife would think it was okay. Yeah, my wife thinks it's great. And I don't know. <laughs> you know. All right. Yeah. Good. Okay. Completely different. And she wasn't even part of it, so that's good on her. Yeah. You see, I, I've yeah. had many things like that happen, like the same as well, you. What, with, with what about you, man? And shit. I mean, uh, has has any of that affected you in any way in any of your projects? I was asking you, sort of like in a smarmy way, because I I haven't really feel felt like I've felt the the negative end of that stick. You know, like. I feel like no one's. I've never had some drama spin out of control thanks to the internet that I that I can think of or remember. You know, like, um, I mean, I've definitely had some 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 good hearty debates. And right. uh, I had I had my image photoshopped in a pic. The re- reason this all went out of out of control was a, an image photoshopped when Photoshop really became popular. Uh, yeah. It was me with somebody else, and that just and there was no way I. It was like it looked real. Like that's wow. that's not me. That didn't happen. And it was like, well, wow. it says it, there's a picture right here. It's like I don't care what the picture says. Tell you that's that's didn't happen. But yeah, that 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 sucked on on. So that gave me a little bitter taste right out of the, right out of the gate. You know. But hope it never yeah. happens to you. Yeah, same man. I, I hope I hope only good things happen to you, and and you know you're able to build your house of of hundred dollar bills, and everything is good. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't I think if you're able to build your house out of $100 bills, it solves a lot of problems in life. Yeah, just don't let anybody true. smoke near it. Yeah, don't do it. Yeah, <laughs> then you're right. I got, I well, how, how are you've been in L.A. for all your life, and or Los Angeles, not Los Angeles, but California all your life. Is there, you've toured all over the place. Is there another another place that you would, if you had a backup place you could live, where would it be? Actually, I've been thinking a lot about uh, I've been thinking about a long time about moving to Vegas. There's a lot of like work for musicians in Vegas, and it's oh yeah, they, they pay really well. And nice. uh, I don't want to say this too loud because I don't want anyone else to take my idea. But like, sure, uh, thinking about a long time. I've I've been in LA my whole life. I I've I've never understood why people come here. It's just traffic, and <laughs> you know, like everyone everyone comes here to be discovered. They want to be an actor or a rock star, and they end up just being a waiter who's stuck in traffic, causing me to be late for wherever I'm trying to get. For my legitimate job, you know, like yeah. it's like it, it, the dream is silly, like especially for bands, you know, you, you want to come to L.A. and make it. And it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. If you're an actor or a model or, or a musician, don't come to L.A. until you after you have an agent sending you there for work, you know, because like you're not going to if you're a band, you're not going to come and play the whiskey and get a following of a thousand people. No, you're going to. I'm I'm not even gonna come see your band if you come and play LA. I have my own 
gig I'm playing that night. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Everyone sure. in LA either came here from somewhere else to make it, or they've lived here forever and they're trying to, to work. They're not here to be a fan. There's no fans. There's no, you know what I mean? There's no, no fans in LA. I played um with Lords of Acid. I played the Nokia Theater, and there was like 950 what we thought were fans, right? And I, I, I took a look at who was actually in the audience, right? And there was like 50 or 60 of my personal friends, family, and literally friends from grade school that came out of the woodwork to see me play the big show at Nokia Theater, right? With Lords of Acid. And uh, every band member had that same story. So there was at least three or f- almost, it, I felt like it was almost half the crowd that was just friends, family, and people out of the woodwork. Then there was like several more hundred people who were uh, A&R people and industry reps and record company people and people who have done a favor for the band and felt they deserve to get in free and, you know, sure. hundreds hundreds of that, right? And then there might have been a handful, maybe 50 to two, between 50 and 200 people, right, who were actually unaffiliated with the band directly in some way. And I realized who those people were. They were other local bands who were there to meet us, shake our hands, and try to be on the opening, get an opening slot with us at some point yep. in the future. Everyone there, no one was there just because they were a fan of the band. Nobody. Everybody had an I'll agenda. 900 people, not one fan. You know what I mean? That's wow. L.A. That's what L.A. is. Yeah, that's how most, most of Southern California, actually. You know? If you're a band, you're silly for thinking you're going to come to L.A. You, and make it. You know, you know that, is LA, a, that is an excellent title for a song, though. No fans in L.A. That'd yeah, that awesome. is a good, yeah, that'd be an awesome title. Yeah, man, that's a good idea. There you Maybe go. I'll steal that idea. Go for it. <laughs> go for um, it. Our, our one of our our co-hosts actually uh, moved to LA uh, to be a stand-up comedian. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and uh, he's actually there. He's doing pretty good. I mean, he's not doing bad. He's 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 he knew he's, it was going to be hard. hard. He knew it was going to be hard to begin with. He's like, look, I'm going there. Nobody knows who the fuck I am. I'm going out there just to to see what I can do. You know, let's see let's see what happens. He's got on some pretty big stages already, and and he's only been there for about I'd say about but, but six. Comedy's months. a different type of animal. It is. I mean, it really is. It's a hard gig too. But don't get me wrong. But it's a different animal altogether. Yeah, and being a comedian is takes a lot of talent. And a lot but, of, but it still takes as much hard work as anything, right? Oh, you, yeah. You sure. Put, put in years and years of, of building and working and grinding and playing every yep. club you can. Just just like if you're in a band, you got to tour around. You got to get outside of. Actually, the whole the whole <laughs> the whole thing is the whole idea is like if you let's say you live in or let's say you want to play and build a following in I don't know San Francisco, right? Right. You don't yep. go to San Francisco proper and then book a show and then nobody shows up. That's stupid. You book, uh, you know. 20 to 70 miles outside of San Francisco in all directions and, and create a radius that you, you play, you know, seven to 10 different clubs in that radius for uh, six months. And you make five to 10 friends in every one of those little bars you play in for that six months, whatever. Sure. And you get their emails and phone numbers and Facebook and Instagram. You get all their information and you contact them and, you know, they, they, they know you by, you know them by first name basis. So like, you know, f- five to five friends in, in 10 towns is 50 people. When you start decide, to then play in San Francisco proper, then you have a draw of 50 people, right? right? That's how you do it. It takes six months to, to conquer one town if you're working your ass off, playing there every Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and, and getting fired and losing your you know, <laughs> girlfriend or wife or, or husband or, you know, like Whatever. all of the above. And it's like, yeah, and like, and then you lose your ass and you lose all your money, but hopefully you're selling merch in the process and making a little back and balancing out and making it work. And then you take over after six months, you take move to the, to another town to conquer. I don't know, somewhere in Arizona maybe, right? You can only conquer so many towns before you build a regional following, and then you start trading shows with other bands who also have regional followings. 
then you then you then you then double your regional following overnight if you're any good. If you're not good, forget about it. You know, and uh-huh. by good I mean doing all the things we talked about earlier that are painful <laughs> and embarrassing. Right, but, right, and, exactly. And you, you can only have so much of a following before your band breaks and becomes famous or becomes nothing because you were never really good to begin with. But the point is, that's the only that's your only grassroots method. You know, all that's the true, if you that's wanna, true. You wanna, you want to take the, the regular route like Foo Fighters did or whatever, quote unquote, like, guess what? Foo Fighters already has that gig. You got to be different from them. All the money, all that rock and roll, middle of the road money is invested in them already. You're not going to get mm-hmm. any of it. You know, it's, like, it's, you a, it's a game of logistics. <laughs> so true. Absolutely a game of logistics. That's so crazy, yeah. man. And, and, and you're so right, though. I mean, to think about it, it's got to be like just for bands that play out here i see it all the time you know it's 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 like these guys book shows out here and uh <clears throat> a lot of them look i love all the guys that i book don't get me wrong they're all good in their own aspect and they all do their own you know their own thing um but there's only so many times you can play for the same people you right, know right. you, you got to go out you got to do, do something you got to move on not move on but you know Say you book, move. book, yeah, <clears throat> book a local show, go out of out of town. Even even if you go to the next city, like it's like you know, sixty miles away from here, go to that, play one of the local venues out there, then bounce to another one that's another sixty miles away, and then come back. You know what I'm saying? Like do said, something do the small. Thing. That's, yeah, that's what you got to do. Well, it's I mean, also I, like basically what you're saying is you're only going to get what you put into it. You're only ever going to really correct. break even. That's true, I think, all the way up to, up the chain. I mean, 30 Seconds to Mars still owes their record company $30 million. That's you know? so insane. Like, you know what I mean? It never ends. It really does never end. The musician isn't really going to be the winner. It's going to be whoever is making money off of the musician that's, yeah. that's the winner. It's right? the big record companies, man. They own uh, musicians, period. Yeah, that's the way it is. But, I mean, the question is, do you love music or not? Because of course. You're not gonna, money isn't what you're really going to be your reward. You might get to live and eat right maybe right. You, you you don't you don't paint a picture to sell it you paint it because you like to paint right you paint it because I mean, you got it if you're you're painting it to sell it get a job somewhere right uh, some corporation or be born uh as the the niece or nephew of some big corporate you know <laughs> and you yeah. know no and, doubt you know what I mean? I, it really is it's really like as as a guy who's like half black and half white i can tell you nobody wants to give you anything if you're the slightest bit different from them you know yeah nobody it's, nobody it just seems so weird what that he's half just, black and white no no just, <laughs> the, the, just the, fucking with the, you man the, the, that's the mentality of the world it's just such it a is it is thing. it is a fucking stupid mentality man i mean you know well, but but it's, it's not even that like you you would you would find yourself making some of those same mistakes were you in that position of power yourself you'd be like who do i want to choose to sign as as a band you know who who am i willing to put my money into who's safe you know, and the advice, guess, you might finding your you might find yourself recognizing the selection in front of you, going, well, I out of all of these, I think this one. You might just put pick the safest one. You know, yeah. You know, if you got, I mean, if you're putting all your house, if your house is on the line and your your cars, and that's you what put I was going to say. Mortgage and you know, who knows? Maybe you know what I mean? Like, it's not the world's mentality. It might also be your mentality. Yeah. You, haven't, you don't know. It's hard. It's really tough thing to to judge. You know. It is. Oh, yeah, it definitely is. You but, really can't say nothing unless you're putting in a position, basically. Right. Absolutely. And I'm, and I'm, you know, not trying to judge somebody else, but I would, I would like to think that if I know, and it just this way my brain works, if I know this is my shot to do something, I'm, yeah. I'm going all in. I'm going all in Same. or going home. I'm fucking, 
if, if, if let's go with the house thing. If I lose a house, fuck, I'll yeah. get another house eventually. You know, it's but whatever. You know, it's all in, you, all in or go home. Merv, you got to understand, Rum, man. He's he's done it, man. He's been like uh, businesses where he's like, fuck it, let's do it, let's go do it. Balls to the wall. If it works, it works. If it doesn't, fuck it, we'll start another one. You know, and he sounds like a religious superhero to me. He is. He is. <laughs> <laughs> he's the just, he's the I rum just, guy. I, da, 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 da. I just I just think that you know if you, you've got to live your life uh, with all the energy that you have because you're only here so long, and yeah. by the by the end of it all, by the time that you 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 you've you you've lived so much of your life. And at the end of it, you can barely move. You're you're arthritic. Your your body hurts. Your your mind hurts. You've seen things that's disgusted you. You've seen things that are beautiful, but in, at the end of it, can you look back and say, "I did everything that I wanted to do because I had the opportunity to do it." Yeah, that's what you need to do. You need to live your life for you out for you for you. You know, and 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 a good thing to do if you can is along the way. Find yourself someone to join you. You know, hop on the train with you. It's it's more fun to do it with two people, you know, or a couple <laughs> people. You know, whatever. I mean, it's 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 a train, man. You got to ride it. You know, I, yeah, I always I always said that, uh, or well, I didn't say. My actually, my granddad used to say the 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 people in uh, in the world that uh, always seemed the most happy were the hobos that used to jump the tracks near near his house. <laughs> they were always smiling. They had absolutely nothing to their name, but boy, were they smiling every damn day. And he had, <laughs> all he did was cringe every time he had to go to work. But yeah, yeah, that's, true. that's that's just the way it is, you know. Uh, you 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 got to be responsible adult at times, you know. That's just the way things are. But in the same sense, when life gives you opportunities, you've got to make your own. Yes. And if they if you're if they're given to you, you know, if you can take that shot, if it's not going to destroy you, take that shot. Just do because it. Because yeah. you're not you're not going to have another chance. Yeah, because playing it safe, playing it safe, you end up, you know, you end up nowhere, you know? You know, so I think I think if there's one thing we could tell every musician in the world right now that gets on stage and they, they're trying to figure out the night before what to wear, uh, it's funny how you, you, like, you spend, you know, months and years working on your music, which is like the second thing people listen, they listen to you after they've looked at you, right? People yes. look at you first and they spend months and years on their music. And then spend you know six minutes on their how they're going to dress at a show. Mm -hmm. It's hilarious to me. Like you should spend at least as much time on your image that you do on your. But but the point is, uh, if I could say one thing, and I I think you guys would agree to every musician in the world is instead of wearing all black tomorrow at your gig, mm -hmm. try wearing all pink or all red. There you go. Or all yellow. That was another. Break th it up. That was another thing that I did. I used to do a lot. Was that was in a I did like a hardcore band. You know, I was wearing. The, you know, screaming and yelling and jumping around and being like a fool. And uh, I did that a lot. I would I would wear things that did not fit the image. Like, you he, know, yeah. he would wear business suits. He would wear. Yeah. Uh, I, had new, <laughs> new, I, I did. New kids on the block. New kids on the block the shirts. I'd have like Justin Bieber T-shirts. I would I would never wear like metal shirts or or anything like that. I would wear just whatever, you know, and people were like, why do you do that? I said, because it's. I stand out, don't I? No one else in this fucking place is wearing this. And they're like, yeah. you're right. When People you remember know, me. You know where you know where you would stand out? Where would I stand the, out? You would stand out at the Fillmore. I Speaking would. Of, check this out. The middle hand of God 
is proud to announce a major concert event brought to you by the Fillmore New Orleans Legendary Concert Venue. Ladies and gentlemen, South African hip-hop legends, Dar Atwood. Only at the Fillmore New Orleans. Incredible. September 26th. MHOG Podcast. One of the most interesting concert experiences you will have all year long. Brought to you by the Fillmore, New Orleans, and the Metalhead of God. September 26th. Be there. Get your tickets before this is all sold out. What an amazing stage performance you will witness from a band that has sparked controversy all over the world. Get those tickets at LiveNation.com, TheFillmoreNewOrleans.com, or go to the Metal Hand of God podcast, that's the M-H-O-G podcast.com, click on the links and will take you to ticket sales. September 26th. Be there. But yeah, so that's exactly why I wore those things, man. Like I would, yeah. I would, I would just fucking wear odd stuff, and people would come up to me after shows and be like, "Man, that that's you got balls, man! You came into a a death metal show and you're wearing a New Kids on the Block shirt." I said, "Why would I have balls? It's just a fucking t-shirt." But you remember who I was, didn't you? And like <laughs> years years later, like I wouldn't even be in the same like. I would just be hanging out in, in the club watching these bands and these guys would be like, dude, I remember you, you know, at this show with that shirt on and blah, blah, blah. I was like, all right, cool. <laughs> you know, so that was, that's what I did. You know, I, I would, I would just wear different shirts and stuff well, like that. You definitely have a, you definitely have a style. I mean, he your, does. Your thing, he you, awesome you're definitely popping. Well, you know, you know, I was just thinking about, um, it's a totally different subject. Okay. Go like, for it. I, go ahead. Interjected. Oh my god! I was just thinking about this. I don't know what drove me to this talk. Um, I played Power Man Five Thousand, right? Yeah. Right. And uh, everyone and their mother wants to meet Spider. Right? Okay. Yeah. I, I can <laughs> and, uh, understand. I understand that. And so, like, it's funny. Sometimes when they, they get to meet him, I see the things they say to him, right? And it's like, it's interesting to me because if if they. It's because it seems like you're missing an opportunity. Like they'll say they'll meet Spider and they'll they'll want to shake his hand and do a selfie. So it's it's almost like I they, they want to touch him, and then they <laughs> want to prove to the rest of the world that they they actually hung out with him for right. a minute, right? And then then the, if they have anything, so two those two two things to me are very like, okay, this guy wants to touch me and he wants to <laughs> he wants to use my celebrity as proof okay but then if, if, if there's anything else this is all you're going to get out of this this person is they're going to tell spider their experience 
when they, you know, how long I, how they saw him at Ozfest or how they, right. you know, what they did or where, how much their, his music meant to them. And, and it's like, you're, you're standing there and you're admiring spider from a distance for so long. And you, 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 you know, you want to know, you want to get to meet him. And why would you want to get to meet him? So he enriches your life. He's standing right there. He has a mouth and a mind of his own. You could be asking him, spider, how do you write the perfect song? You know? You could be sure. asking the source for this information, but no, you tell them about you. <laughs> right. I think it's hilarious. It's like, well, you just missed the opportunity, man. You could have asked him anything. You, you just, you just blab, blab, blabbed on about yourself. Well, I hope it made you feel good because you missed it, man. He's he, he could have talked to you for an hour. Everyone it's, asks, everyone wants to tell spider about themselves. It's so true. No one it's asks so spider about him. It's, you know, it's, it's hilarious. Dude, dude, you're speaking to that. It's, it's the, so fucking funny you say that shit. It's, it's, uh, one, of, one of my all-time like favorite singers ever is Mike Patton. And I've been a fan of the guy since I was a little kid. And I went to see his band. Um, oh, God, I can't remember. It wasn't Lovage. It was another one of his side projects that he did. And uh, they were playing down here. And I went to see him. And uh, we're hanging out, waiting in the bar. Yeah. And and I'm sitting there at the bar just hanging out with my friends and then somebody puts their hand on my shoulder and leans in to talk to the bartender and I'm like whatever it's a crowded place I didn't care you know I look over and it's him and I'm going wow. I just I was fucking I couldn't say a word like I just was like holy fuck that's Mike Patton I was like hi <laughs> That's all I got to say. And I just was, it, it, it's that moment, you know, like you get to meet this guy and I'm like, God damn it. What do I tell this dude? And I was just like, Hey, and he goes, Hey man, how's it going? And he walks and off you, and, and you I'm lost like, your opportunity. I'm like, you? fuck. <laughs> but it, it, you know, it was, it was a really surreal moment, you know? And, and I can understand with some of these people, the first thing that they think of is like, I saw you at this show, you know, it was really cool. It meant a lot to me, you know, that kind of thing. Because when you meet somebody at, at a celebrity you know, status, some people don't have that, that quick thought of like, let me ask him something really profound. You know what I mean? Right. right. And that's why I say when I had that, that, that moment, I was just kind of like, wow, fuck. I forgot to ask you anything. <laughs> well, I know one thing I'd like to, I'd like to ask you something now that you brought that up is I'd like to know what projects you have going on right now. Are you, are, I mean, touring, playing, what, what do you, what do you got going on now? I know you're awfully busy. Um, Oh, there's a few things. One is a, I'm doing, um, God, I'm not, I don't know if I'm supposed to talk about this. Okay, I might well, be involved in a documentary. Okay. Well, that's about, cool. That's cool. About Hollywood and where it's going. And the, uh, like on a producer level on about Hollywood and where it's been and where it's going. Um, that's all I really want to say about that. That's cool. Uh, sure. That's very cool. It's kind of started in secrecy at the moment. Um, sure. Because we don't want anyone to steal our idea. Basically. Well, I tell you what, when it's, right. when it's when it's getting more and more up, you hit us up, dude. We come, you can get on here and we'll do some more promotion for it. You know what? Um, let me put you in our spreadsheet here. If all right, cool. Contact. Um, while, while I, before I forget, well, I've got you on the phone, so when that time comes. Um, the other, other thing I'm involved in is a... So I'm I'm starting to like sort of mentor, so to speak, other musicians. Oh, that's where I'll, awesome. You know, that you know I'll work with them on a song and try to 
kind of produce them and by producing them, I mean like tell them what's wrong and try to help them fix it and be as brutally honest as possible. And in the, maybe the meanest way, hopefully that we make the most progress. Right. Um, what, what I did recently is a couple of success stories. One is, uh, you know, um, this Matt, Matt, uh, well, let me, let me talk about, uh, uh, Taylor, the new guitar player and power man. Yeah. Um, okay. You know, I, he, I've known him for a little while. I've given him a little advice on, you know, how he should dress and who he should talk to and what kind of songs he should play. And, you know, uh, I did a song with him. And then when, uh, when they needed a guitar player, when we needed a guitar player, I called him right away. And so I guess it's sort of me hooking him up, uh, hooking a friend up. Uh, the, the other kind of success story is a guy named Matt Riley. Um, he, uh, you know, he, he came to me going, hey, you know, hey, Merv, what do I do? I'm a bass player. I want to play more. We do the Sunset Jam every Monday at, at the Viper Room. And, uh, you know, he was like, Merva, what do I do? How do I get to play more songs? How do I get to be, can you help me with my, my bass tone? Can you help me work, work, work on a song? This dude was just willing to do whatever he sure. took. And so I said, he said, you know, I said, look, man, you got to, you got to, I gave him the same speech I gave you guys. You got to do the, that thing which embarrasses you most. You got to, you got to dress up. You got to do your hair. You got to look your best. You know, you, you know, he started wearing a red leather jacket to the Viper Room every Monday. He started, you know, uh, doing his hair spiky, almost exactly like mine when I do it. And I, and I told him, look, if you can't think of an idea, copy the thing that copy me for crying out loud, you know? Right, right. And so uh, just last week he got, uh, you know, this was like six months ago. Just last week he, um, he, he's now the new bass player for Avril Lavigne, you know? Wow, that's fucking Sweet. cool, man. And uh, I, I'm not to brag, but every there's a bunch of people that attribute that give me credit for that. Like he wouldn't have any of that if I hadn't helped him out, you know. And I so think that's awesome. I, I'm super proud. I'm not saying like he didn't. He 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 did it. He's the one who did. It. I'm not trying to take away any credit from him. He is the man. You know, he was willing to do what it took. And I'd like to think that he took the right advice from the right people. Well, you know? it, it helps when you have somebody that uh, a mentor is, is pushing is with you. you that yeah. that you sometimes you need that extra push. You know that that friendly that friendly voice that can actually be brutally honest. You know sometimes you need that type of thing, and a lot of people don't have that in their lives. So if you're able to to do that and help some people out and and uh, you know and, and give that sort of advice, kind of in that mentor aspect of it, I think that's awesome, man. That's commendable, and 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 more people need to do that because I think that would help help out so many people, especially you know getting. You know, even even taking it back further, this guy already knew the instrument and that, but, you know, helping people, you know, mentoring people that uh, just want to learn something, you know, want to change their lives with music. I think that's great. That's pretty awesome. But man, yeah. I'm actually starting up a business. I, I, I realize, like, every time I go out on the road with Power Man, I meet all these bands, and they want to come to L.A., and they want to, hey, Himmer, can you hook us up? Can you work with us in some way? And I'm, you know, in my mind, I'm thinking, I don't know how much I can really help them. You know, what? Well, I can give you advice. I can maybe work on a demo with you. And, and it's not, I don't, I'm not the biggest hookup. But now I'm starting to think, you know what? I can help them. I have helped people already. And it's, it's you know, so I'm going to start that business now, you know? And it feels good when you That's do awesome, it. That's awesome, dude. Yeah. I mean, I want them to pay me. I'll be honest with you. I don't want to give it away for free anymore. No, no, you know? do it. No, but you deserve it. Yeah. And I feel like, and I'm not going to be shady about it and be like, look, you're going to pay me. You may not get anything out of this, but I'm going to be honest with you. You know, and I'm going to tell you the truth from my own lips, and that has helped some people in the past. Maybe it can help you, maybe it can't, but you're still going to pay me. You know, right? <laughs> and exactly. Right. And I'm yeah, going to. Uh... I mean, I think that's the level of reality that every musician has to get used to. You know, you're still going to pay me. 
that level of harshness, you know, and I, because I won't do it for free. I can't afford it. I got work. I got work, you know. I mean, you're, you're, you're living in California, one of the most expensive states to live in. I mean, that alone, I mean, that's crazy time, you know. Well, if I'm going to spend, you still there? Yeah. Yep, oh, yeah. still here. If I'm going to spend, you know, 40 hours a week on your image and, and working on your demo and, you know, working with your band, then... Sure. Yeah, you know, you do have to pay me. If I'm going to spend five minutes giving you advice, no, I'll give that to you for free, you know? Right, yeah, sure. yeah, yeah, of course, of course. Um, before we uh, wrap this up, man, uh, I got I got one more question. Do you do anything other than music? Um, I do video editing, and I do um, – I used to do, uh, like uh, – in the past, I've done, like, video audio lighting. Nice, <laughs> for nice. events. Um, but I do a lot of video editing. I do a lot of um, what else have I been working on? I'm trying to think of the most of what I do is is music related. That's cool. It's no, funny. It's like awesome. it's funny. Spider said to me once. He's like, you know, the problem with all your ideas, Merv, is that they're music related. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Actually, though, I do have the the absolute secret to success in the music industry, and really, I think any industry. I have the absolute secret. Are you ready for this? Ready right, for here, it. Here it goes. Okay, the secret is, and the end, that's the end of the show. <laughs> <laughs> like it. There it is. Actually, no, no. I do, I do have, a, I have a kind of a secret, like, you know, the answer to what, what is the secret to life. Okay. Like, is, it, is it 42? What's the meaning of life? That's the question, right? I, I did figure that one out. That one is, uh, the, like, the question is, why are we here? Well, that's the, what the meaning of life is. The question is, why are we here? You know, the, your, the answer is, the direct answer, the undisputed answer is you're here because your parents were horny, right? So is. true. Yep. So true. And so that leads you, that leads you to the, the understanding that that's the wrong question to ask. Why is, is, is not is irrelevant. <laughs> what you do, how you do it, when you do it, those are those other questions are important. But why is not important. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, because you can. Thank you. Sorry. Thanks for having me, man. Well, yeah. Thanks for doing it. Yeah, dude. Look. Mouth. I really appreciate it. <laughs> dude, we, we appreciate you being on the show, man. It was super cool having you on. Um, and like, look. Anytime you want to come on and just come bullshit with us, you are fucking yeah. more than welcome, dude. And it doesn't have to be about anything. It could just be just bullshit and come on, hang out. You know. You know what? I'm going to take advantage of that. You should, dude, because it. you know, because we we record three or four times a week, man. So you come on, come hang out. It'd be fun. Um, okay. So before we end this, man, tell all these people where you can uh, where they can find you. Like, give them all your URLs and all your good stuff that they can follow you and shit. Um, I feel like, you know, I have, I have my website, Merv, M-U-R-V, MervDouglas.com, right? That's the one I care about because that's where I sell my guitar picks. But <laughs> if you can remember my name, Merv, Merv, Merv Douglas, I'm easy to find. I, I don't remember. I think my, my Facebook is Merv Douglas. I have my main Facebook page, and it's my friend list is full. I was going to say uh, that. You so can't add him. The, I tried. I have the other friends, the other, the other Facebook page, the Merv friends list. You know, like it says it right there when you try to add me, it goes, check out this other one. Um. And so that one's like the, I guess that the fan page, it's the only other outlet I have on Facebook. Yeah. And, uh, and then I have my Instagram, which is just Merv three or Merv Douglas. If you can remember my name, you can find me. It's not, I'm not that hard to find. <laughs> uh, I have a, you know, Oh, the diamonds and scratch YouTube page. That's the, that's the old YouTube page from the old diamonds and scratch band. You need to go yeah. check that out guys. If you haven't, if you do anything, go listen to that really stuff. Good, Those are some good songs. man. Awesome. Thank you. It's a little embarrassing because like that was like years ago, and that's when I feel like you know, I'm, it, as a guy who mixes music, as a mixing engineer, mm -hmm. it's just ongoing learning process, and I wasn't 
I feel like I'm much more further along <laughs> on that road now than I was then. So listening to those mixes is like, oh, there's too much bass and kick drum or, you know, like. I, I know what you mean. Yeah, been there. <laughs> but, um, you know, you ever do that mix and you, you take it into your car. There's a meme about this where you get, get the, you're listening to the mix in your car. It's your first mix for that song. And you're like, maybe I should think of something else to do with my life. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I thought this sounded uh, good. What the fuck? <laughs> but no, man. Uh, really, thanks for taking the time out, man, and coming on the show and uh, you're just hanging out with us. It was really fun having you, man. Yeah, th- thanks for having me. That that was a lot of fun, and I really appreciate your show. And you, guys, I really appreciate you having me, but I also appreciate that you're doing the show, man. You're doing the music industry a real service. And thanks, man. It, it's the world. I hope it lasts forever. You know, us too. <laughs> um. So anyway, guys, I was your host, Wayne. I'm the rum guy. And that was Mr. Merv Douglas. And remember, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and children of all ages, to keep it, keep it, metal, metal! Adieu, adieu, parting with such sweet sorrow. Go ahead and run. Run home and cry to mama. Get the fuck out. Okay, then. That's it.